Hi there, welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a holistic nutrition practitioner specializing in women's hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more using the power of food. With a practice helping many women around the world heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hello there, dear friends. Welcome back to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. So are you getting ready for Purim yet? I found that over the years, I've had different methods of dealing with Purim. So I was either super organized ahead of time, having all the costumes planned, the Mishloach Manot, the Suda which is the Purim meal. We have it with our friends every year. And I was on it. I was the master of lists and planning. And then there were the years that I preferred living in denial, (laughs) in which I made a dash for it in the last two to four days leading up to Purim. So which one do you most resonate with? Well, one thing's for sure. A few weeks ago, I asked you all a question on my Instagram stories. And now is actually a great moment to remind you to follow me on Instagram at Miriam Love Nutrition. So I asked you all, what is your biggest challenge with Purim? And the reason I asked you all this question was leading up to this episode. So there are so very many things happening on Purim, so many things to talk about. And I was having a hard time deciding what this special episode should be about. So I let you decide. I loved reading about your challenges and seeing that I'm not alone, (laughs) but the biggest one that most of you were talking about was Mishloach Manot, or Shalach Manis. So Mishloach Manot is a Purim mitzvah in which we give a food gift with two dishes or portions to at least one person. The sweet giving mitzvah has become a little bigger than that, but today I want to talk about some of the challenges you raised around this giving mitzvah tradition we do. So let's divide it into three. There's number one, planning mishloach manot, number two, getting mishloach manot, receiving it, and number three, the after effects of mishloach manot. Okay, so starting off with number one, planning mishloach manot. So I'm a member of a Facebook group all about planning costumes and mishloach manot as a theme, which is so cool and creative, and I get so much inspiration from that group. I also used to do that when my kids were little and had no say. (laughs) 
Um, that definitely not being the case today. So one year we got dressed up the whole family as pirates and gave out little treasure chests filled with themed treasure treats. Another year we were Japanese and we made sushi for everyone. That was a really fun one. But one thing I started noticing over time was that when doing themes, a lot of what we were giving in Mishloach Manot was junk. Now I could tell you that when I get real food, it is so appreciated. Even when I was younger, in high school, my friends knew how much I loved salads, so they'd make a special mishloch which was just a salad for me, and I spent the whole day receiving salads. It was amazing. So let's talk about some examples of great mishloch I've made or gotten in the past to give you some inspiration. One of my favorite is a vegetable platter with dips. It then sat on the main table all day, and because it was there, my kids, even with all the junk they were getting, they chose to snack on said vegetables. Of course, it was the best for me as well. Another idea, we got the nicest tropical mishloach manot last year with a fruit platter and smoothies, and that's such a great way to start your day of craziness, right? One year, we made homemade bread with flavored olive oil to dip the bread into, and another time we made a falafel platter. We once got a beautiful breakfast platter with garlic bread, dips, vegetables, and pancakes. It was so great in the middle of the crazy morning rush that is Purim to have something substantial to feed my kids. I could tell you that receiving a real food mishloach manot is so very much appreciated and maybe can start setting new standards for your community. And if we're talking about that, I could tell you that that is exactly what we have done in our community. One of the things I'm sure you're thinking to yourself right now is, I have 50 mishloach manot to make. How am I going to make a real food mishloach manot for everyone? That's not even possible. Well, here is what I suggest. In our tight-knit community of around 130 families, we realize how difficult it is to give to all your friends while not hurting anyone's feelings, right? So we made a decision to have a raffle each year where each family gets exactly two families to give to, only two families. That way, each family also receives two mishloach manot from other families. This has been so amazing because not only was there no more worry of insulting or feeling bad that someone you thought was your friend didn't bring you mishloach manot, we were able to make really substantial, big mishloach manot since we were only giving to two people. This has been amazing for our community, for the quality of mishloach manot we give and get, and for our wallets as well. I highly, highly recommend getting together with your shul or community or even your neighborhood or close friends to make this happen. It might take a few tries to make this widespread, but really, really worth it in the end. Okay, let's move on to stage number two, getting the mishloach manot. And this was a big one for all of you. So let's dig into this one. I know that for a lot of you, you come to Purim saying you're not going to eat any junk, but then fail, in parentheses, miserably. So the second you eat one thing that you weren't planning on eating, you just forget about it all and binge on all the junk. But I want to suggest a new outlook. What if this day you treat it as your treat day? You know coming in that you will be eating treats you don't usually eat, and that's okay. Now, with that decision, you can make a choice to choose only the top quality junk, the good stuff you're going to put aside for yourself to enjoy. So for me, for example, that would probably be the really good chocolates. 
For someone else, it might be something else. Come to the state intentional. What are the treats you really like? Think ahead which ones you are choosing to enjoy on Purim and let go of the guilt. You are in control and you are going to enjoy every bite. Another tip I have for you. Every year, I've made myself a little tradition that I make my own little mishloach for my kids and for Laser with a little love note and some healthier treats that they love. And I used to also get them CDs. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? So for the kids, I give them string cheese, which is not easily found in Israel. So a big treat for the kids. I give them a natural fruit juice, some chocolates, you know, things like that. And I actually started this tradition when one of my older kids was really little and he was going through a socially awkward stage. He was being a little bit bullied. So I was worried he wouldn't get any Mishlach Manot. And it also helped when my peanut allergic son got no Mishlach Manot one year because the families were worried to give him anything. So this doesn't really cut the disappointment so much, but it definitely helps to give some of our own love on a day that could be emotionally harrowing for our kids. So that's what I give the kids. For laser, I give him things like kombucha or ginger ale. I get him gourmet cheeses because that's his favorite. And I make sure to add for laser things that I like as well. <laughs> so we get to have our own fun Purim treats. And the bonus is living with six boys means they don't remember. And every year, they are surprised all over again when I give them Mishlach Manot. It's super fun. Okay, let's move on to stage number three. And this is the after effects of Mishlach Manot. So this is something I learned from my mom. She did it with us as kids, and it still works today. Usually, we end up having crazy amounts of junk in the house after Purim. And when things are in our face, it's harder to say no to, right? for myself, for my kids. So I bring in a box and I set it on the table and I let everyone know that we're collecting treats for the soldiers. This can be for any charity as well. Now the kids are so excited and immediately take from all their goodies, save only what they really, really love, kind of what we talked about that we're doing on Purim Day, and they add the rest to the soldier box. We then take a trip to the nearest post and make some soldiers very, very happy. The other thing is that after we do indulge on Purim, adding to that alcohol as well for my husband, the morning after Purim, I like making sure to help everyone detox a little. So I make a vegetable juice for everyone to help clear out and detox their system. I add apples for the sweetness so that my kids will drink it. We put in lemon, celery, cucumbers, carrots. These are all great things to help detoxify our blood, get rid of the alcohol, get rid of the sugar. Just do like this nice cleanse to start off the day after. You could add leafy greens as well. Now, if you don't have a juicer, you could do it in a blender and you just squeeze it through a diaper cloth for the juice. Okay, so there you have it. All my thoughts, tips, and tricks about Mishlach Manot. I hope this will help you come prepared for a fun, happy, and delicious Purim. And I'm wishing you and your family a happy Purim. Next week, we will be on Purim vacation, so I'll see you again in two weeks. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Pulim Sameach. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
New episodes are dropping each Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I wanted to ask you are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else? Did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program, we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition, as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.